How many of you have friends in Karanavi in Bolivia? I have many of them, but my grumpiest friend is definitely David Bilker. Why don't we go and visit him this week? So my grumpy friend, David Bilker, we've been buying David for a number of years, and I've told this story a million times. Welcome to a million and one. Uh, but me and David first met, uh, it'd be about eight years ago. And the first time I went onto the farm, um, I did my normal, I'm really excited to be there, because I am excited to be there, and bounce over to David and go like, hi, hola, buenos dias. That's as much as my Spanish goes. And this guy just looks at me and walks off. I'm right. So I'm thinking, well, you know, shy, and probably has a lot of people turn up. So that year we cupped his coffee, loved it, bought the entire lot, went back the following year, and I'm thinking, oh, this year we're going to be friends. So I walk onto the farm and I'm like, hola, buenos dias. <laughs> Acknowledges me, walks off. So I'm like, okay, what's going on? So as we're driving away from the farm and I'm talking to the exporter, I was like, I, can't, I don't get it. Like, he doesn't have to like me. Like, lots of people don't like me. I'm used to that. But I'm like, I just like, what's happening? And um, Daniela said, well, unfortunately, um, he used to be a diamond miner. And when he was working down the, the mines, he lost his hearing from all of the explosions and things like that. I'm like, well, surely he can have hearing aids or something like that. And they said, yeah, no, last year we gave him some money uh, to go and get some hearing aids from La Paz. Um, and next time they came, um, his wife had bought a satellite dish uh, for the house so she could watch more TV. Which, if you've got somebody who's not talking to you, I guess you need some company. And what's better than Homes Under the Hammer in Bolivian? So you guys, and it may not be you guys because you may not have been buying then, but I put it out to you guys that if we put 50 pence a pack onto the price of the coffee for one year's harvest, um, we could raise enough money to pay for David's hearing aids. Yep, and we got hearing aids. And now when I go, he's still a bit grumpy, but at least he knows I'm saying things to him now. And he normally says, hola back or buenos dias or... But yeah, like, so that was, it was just a really lovely, um, positive thing. The farm is uh, around about eight hectares. It's very small. Uh, it's all his own land. Um, he does all of the harvesting with the family. Uh, everybody gets involved. His daughter, uh, his granddaughter, like everybody will get involved during the harvest time. Um, and David is not, uh, he won't mind me saying, he's not a spring chicken. Um, he's a more mature gentleman but runs around that farm like a spring chicken. He can get up the mountain while I'm puffing and blowing behind him while he's running up there. Um, he definitely beats me at that one. So Bolivia is very much set into kind of two kind of producers. Um, you have um, people that will deliver to a co-op um, and there's not so many of those anymore. They're definitely disappearing. You have producers like David that uh, own a plot of land. They've got coffee there. They will pick it and they will deliver it to a uh, exporter or washing station that will market it as a single producer and single farmer, but also will manage the relationship for somebody like me in Bolivia. Um, so we, we know what David's getting paid, we can get right through to the detail, but I also don't have to deal with the exportation. And David's production is so small that he wouldn't be able to export it himself. He really needs that exporter to help. And then you have things like uh, Alicitas um, and um, the other uh, Bolivian farms that we've seen coming through. So 
um, trying to think of the term, Waliki um, and uh, other farms um, in Bolivia where they're a big and they tend to be owned by somebody that owns an exporting company as well and will be sold as a single estate. And they tend to have those names, um, you know, like, uh, like Alicitas. Which one's better? Um, I actually kind of like both because I think sometimes on the bigger farms, you do, do tend to get a little bit more consistency um, because people are being paid to pick at certain times and paid to pick in a certain way. Um, but I also like working with people like David because um, I find I learn things uh, and uh, I think that we help feedback to him. So he learns things um, and it's really like a lovely two-way conversation where we're, we're improving together. Um, and with a smaller production, he can focus on that quality a little more than a bigger farm where you may need lots of people uh, to manage that and, and, and to make that happen. So um, I have rambled for long um, and it is time for you to be entertained, edutained by Mr. Roland Glue and Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. I could actually spend a long time trying to find him on this one. So we're going to start changing the name of this section to Roland's Daft Fact, but Where's Roland? Very similar to Where's Wally. In fact, we should just keep the Where's Wally part, but come with me, I believe he's downstairs. So, how are you with stairs, Wobblecam? Are you okay? Good. Good. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, I found him. He is downstairs. Hello, Roland. Do you have a Daft Fact about Bolivia for us? I do. Did you know that Bolivia has the world's largest deposit of lithium? Can make it a very rich country. Underneath the salt flats, which is beautiful. Okay, so I've brewed the coffee. We have David Vilker. Um, but before we do that, we should go to Rate My Brew, our, uh, your Instagram photos by using the hashtag HasBeen. We will search through them and uh, endeavor to pick out ones that uh, catch our eye. And in particular, if you put your In My Mug bag in there or your In My Mug Mug, in my mug, mug Mug, mug, mug. Um, you will stand more chance of being featured on there. But this week we have Bison York, which is one of our wholesale customers up in York. You should definitely go check them out if you're up there. And um, they do some lovely latte art pictures. And this is just one of the many beautiful pictures uh, staged and set that they do on Instagram. And you should definitely give them a follow too, because they're always interesting stuff. So into the cupboard of doom. Everything's doom. We're all doomed. Oi. Oh, wow. Okay. This is a, a, a blast from the past. A very, very small has-been logo on this one on a very, very large mug. So let's go in there. So I remember cupping this one and there were three of us around about here, maybe over there somewhere, but we were here and um, all three of us at the same time, same time came up with the same descriptor, which was cola. Um, and it really does have that cola fizz and also that kind of like dark, sweet caramel flavour to it as well. Um, really heavy bodied. 
Uh, and he does have a little bit of effervescence to it. So um, it actually really fits that Coley descriptor super well. Um, I'd be interested to hear if you agree. Um, thank you very much for joining as always. Um, please do use those hashtags and please do remember, life is too short for bad coffee. <laughs>